Welcome to Ball on Bulls on Ballsports.com. We are in any podcast player, your dreams, Spotify, iHeart, even Google Podcasts. Yes, they have a podcast player. iTunes, whatever, wherever, wherever you want to listen to podcasts, we are there. I'm your host, C-Dub. Big Dave is not here today, but I have someone who can fill his shoes. Uh, I think he has. Big enough shoes to fill him, fill, fill Big Dave's shoes. I don't know. D. Jackson. What's that shoe? Dude, I think Dave's like a 14 or something, right? Ooh, man. I'm, a, I'm a 11 and a half, son. Oh, man, that's... <laughs> you know, that's crazy. Dude, I'm... I'm me, and you, me and you combined barely on 14, so I'm like... It's like... Uh, we like a half a day here on the podcast. What size are you at, though? I'm a 10. I'm a solid 10. Solid 10. And you at uh, 5'10", 5'9"? <laughs> you know what? Hold on, D. You, stop. Oh, stop. Up. I told you. This man. is the problem when someone's like 5'7", barely 5'7", is that everyone who's, first of all, first of all, the average height of a male is like 5'9". Right. Oh, oh dub, you 5'7"? I'm 5'7". <laughs> I'm 5'7". And it's funny how everyone always thinks, who's taller than me, thinks I'm taller than, like, you're not that. You're not that short. Yes, I am that short. And you know what's oh, funny? Man. You know what's funny? That's being fast seven is really short because, like, I don't see a lot of fast seven people in general. But when you do, I look. I said, "Damn, that dude's short as fuck." I'm like, "Oh wait a minute, damn. he's my height." I got damn it. I'm that short. <laughs> Seriously, that's what that's that's what happens. I'm like, because you don't really see it, you know, until like uh, you know, till you actually see not, somebody. I'm not lying. I thought she was at least five nine, five ten. You don't look five seven, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate like, that. Wait like a that. Apologize. My my ex is five seven, and you look taller than her. <laughs> I ain't trying to compare you to female. <laughs> I'm a I'm a I'm a female I'm a, I'm a female five seven. Is that what you're trying to say? Nah. But you I'm, know what? I wear, key, I wear size ten female shoes. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> Low key, they kind of make me feel bad. You five seven with a size ten, and I'm six one and a half. Got it. I need my half, and I <laughs> and I wear eleven and a half. Dude, I should probably be at a thirteen, man. I'm surprised I got a 10. My dad has like a size. He was like a size nine. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's, yeah. But, but my brother and I wear a size 10. He, my brother may be a 10 and a half. But yeah. I and my, and my, my brother's shorter than me, man. He's like five, six. I know, wow. man. I, I was, you know, in high school, you know, I'm always like, if I had that growth spurt, I grow a foot or something, you know, I'll hoop. You know, you think when you're short, you think, that's what you dream about. You dream about like waking up one summer and all of a sudden, and all of a sudden you grow an inch, then your hands get bigger, and then you can join a team, and then you could dunk all of a sudden, and then like you're <laughs> athletic, and then you have the will and the size and athleticism. But it didn't happen. I just grew like a half inch, and that was it. Dang. It happened to, to AD, happened <laughs> to Scott <laughs> didn't happen to Doug. Dang. I call people my family. I call people about six, like six, two, six, three. But my, my mother's side is like short as fuck, so that was not happening. Yeah, I'm a legit six one. I always throw that half in there, but I'm a legit six one without shoes. Okay, okay. So, you know, nah. I'm just saying, you know, I ain't trying to. Say, <laughs> yeah, I'm not better than you, brother. <laughs> but you know. All right. You know, well, we got. We're gonna talk some bulls. Um, got a guest who's been on the show, maybe like I don't know, fifty times, and then I hit up Celine because number one, I don't have any friends on Twitter. But two, the two, <laughs> he's between the lot. I'm like, this man wants to talk. This man has podcasts, but he's on Twitter tweeting opinions and just little tidbits, whatever. Celine, 
Welcome to the show, man. Hey, man. I love when I get invited on to OG podcasts because I feel respected. Like, man, OG Bulls podcasters wanting me on today's podcast, man. Uh, I do want to say I'm officially because we're saying height and, and foot sizes. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a solid six one two as well, and right. I actually wear size thirteens. Uh, I, I don't know. The how, there, I don't know how my foot got so big. I don't get it. I don't understand how my foot got so big, but Salim uh, just treated my life. So it turns out, it turns out height too. Yeah, up saying, up saying he ain't met a lot of uh, five seven dude. You don't. You must not meet a lot of Indian men because Indian dudes <laughs> are pretty short generally. No, 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 no. But dude. Yeah, it's just it's funny. Like even we take even like a uh, high school, like my friend, um, even rookie. It's like uh, the rookie's like six two. Dave was six two, so we used to you know work a lot together back in the past, back in the day. We all liked each other. But, rookie be lying. <laughs> no, I, th- I thought I, I thought I was taller than rookie, man. But no, but no, but the thing is that I'm the I'm always like really short. You know what I'm saying? So like you walk in the room, I walk in the room in the house where you see a picture. I'm the short dude. Surrounded by towers, it's yeah. like even even grammar school. I had a good friend named John. He was tall for his height, like five eleven, like eighth grade or something like that, man. And I was hanging around him all the time, even in high school. Tall, I'm the short guy, but you know it, it comes in handy because like one of, one of the things Big Davis do is that we go to we just go out a lot, right? Go to a bar or some party, and it's funny because they had a commercial like this on like uh, I think a MGD commercial where the where the, where the waitress was going behind this big tall dude. In the bar, cried a bar, she had a beer, and she just used him as what well. that's that being me, me and Dave did it all the time. That was that's what we did. I can't get through. <laughs> Dave, like, gosh, he got he'll just pave the way, carve the way, like Noah. I I just... Dave's really only six two. I feel like he's like six three or six four. Like, I feel like he's taller than that. His personality makes him like, taller. Maybe no, his personality makes him look seven feet. Like, that, <laughs> like right. his personality and his heart makes him like seven feet, right? It's like, but. Uh yeah, I always thought Dave was like six four or something. I don't know. I I always I always mix up people's heights too. Like, because yeah. the thing you is, like, when, when you're looking at people, because you look at the eye level, right? And then when right. you look at the eye level, you forget to factor in like their head and like above. So it's always you're <laughs> always like thinking like when people are taller than you, that is, or even your own height. Like a lot of times, when someone I walk up to someone that's six one, I always think they're taller than me. Because I'm thinking about them being like at my eye level, but then I think like, oh no, but you're the same height, or like, oh, but you're <laughs> taller than that, even or, you know, you're not as tall as I thought you were, or whatever. Yeah, that's a good oh. point. You you know what's what's funny, real quick before we get off height, dude. The biggest misconception when people meet me, like if they're familiar with like '80s babies and stuff, and like a fan of their music, they think I'm like five seven seven. No diss though. Because like, if you see me and real, me and tall black guy on every picture, he's tall. Like it, they don't realize dude is six five. They're just like, man, that's a short dude. They rap with, with real, but but real six five. Okay, so I'm I'm six one, folks. So what you, know, you do? Like, you need you need me, you need me in the picture right next to you to like get the scales right. Facts. That's what you need. That's what you need. But uh, watch watch the segue. Speaking of seven footers, there was one in the NBA. <laughs> I like that. Right, like that, don't you? Skills right there that uh, destroyed the final. I want to talk about. Uh, let's talk about the finals because that's what's uh, relevant. And you know, it's funny. I want to do the podcast. I picked Wednesday because I'm like, I think Denver's gonna win. <laughs> 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 I 
I was like, I wanted to bet that we could get on, we could get on this podcast, talk about the playoffs and the, and the, and the new NBA champions. Um, yeah, so you know, um, Denver took it in five. Um, D called it on my text message. He said it's gonna be a gentleman's sweep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Nicholas uh, Jokic had a records final, um, led the lead, led the playoffs, what rebounds, scoring, and assist. And he made me even a bigger fan of him. Um, just this consistent and I felt comfortable. Um, Celine, what do you think about the just your thoughts about the finals in general? I know, I know you're a big Jimmy Butler fan, and I know you're sharing for Miami. Sharing for Miami and Jimmy Butler. Um, but you know, tell me what your thoughts about the finals in general and, and Jokic and uh and, and, the, and their performance. Yeah, so going in, I, I thought like Miami were losing five as well. Like Denver just too good. Like Jokic is the best player in the world. Like Jamal Murray, it's crazy. Like this dude, that's my opinion. I think Jokic is the best player in the world. Like that's that is my opinion on it. Um but you look at Jamal Murray, like it's crazy. Like this guy is probably in the in the regular season, he's probably like a third option type, like a third best player type. But in the playoffs, it dude turns into like all NBA. Like he's he's a playoff performer. His game it goes to another level. And and you look at that Nuggets team as a whole, like MPJ, you know, and and Aaron Gordon, both those guys are probably at least like third options as well in their own right, in a way, or third best players in their own right. So that, that team is just really good, well built, put together. Um, yeah, that they they I think they just proved it. Like they got a lot of flack for like be going through certain teams. Like it's not their fault. They're much better than everyone else. It's like you can't fault them. Uh, in the end, they went through what they went to. They went through Cat, Ant, LeBron, uh, AD. KD, Book, Jimmy, Bam, like they 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 did they placed talent and they beat those guys in fair and square. Like they, they took care of them. Uh so yeah, I mean that that going in, I just didn't think that they would have a chance. I was actually honestly thinking there'd be a sweep, but then Miami somehow took game two and you know they they left they played competitive game five, but it just seemed like you know it's gonna be inevitable that Denver's gonna wrap the series up. Um, but hey, man, listen, I'm a big Jimmy guy. I'm I'm happy as a as a Jimmy stand that he took a team that was eight seed. Mm. That's that's historic in itself to the finals. It, it's uh, it, that was good to see for me as a fan of his. But just to keep it real, I was like, yeah, they're not being the Nuggets. <laughs> Do your thoughts on the uh, on the finals and uh, different Nuggets. So. Like Salim, you know, I, I picked them at five. But, um, you know, I wasn't like the majority of people. This wasn't like a coming out party for Joker for me because, like, I forget who it was, man. I remember two years ago. This was before he won his first MVP, and I was like, no, nah, that dude is – that's the – that dude is a monster. You know what I'm saying? The, the footwork, and I'm like, he's slow motion, but I do – I knew he was a monster. But Jamal Murray is a dog. Like he, that dude is a dog, and the thing that that makes them go, they're, they're so compatible, because you need that dog in the fourth quarter. Not to take anything from Joker, but I don't know if he has that fourth quarter dog in him the way Jamal Murray did, and that's why they they are so compatible. You know, um, I think Denver is in position, man, to make another run. Honestly, um, 
they just got the 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 right pieces, man. They got the right mindset too, man. They got it seemed like a zero ego kind of just let's let's just get it done type of team, man. And I'm kind of happy too because y'all know me. I'm the resident Jimmy Butler hater. We playfully hate on Jimmy Butler. We love Jimmy Butler, but Dave and I playfully um, hate on him. But uh, yeah. Dude, I, I ain't like Jimmy since he ran D Rose out of here. And since I, I called it like back in like 16 before D Rose got traded, I'm like, yo, Jimmy always looking them off, man. Even if it's just like a routine, just like, okay, swing the ball. Jimmy, like, nah, nah, I'm gonna throw in a triple coverage. D Rose ain't getting it. All right. So yeah, I'm a I'm a Jimmy hater and everything. But I mean, props <laughs> to the Heat. <laughs> props props to, to Jimmy Butler. He did do his thing. But I mean, if we keep it a buck, he disappeared when when it was time to show up, though. I just he made crucial, crucial mistakes, you know. Like crucial, crucial mistakes. That last turnover, um, was it to Brown or KCP who who took the ball? Who that got uh, that steal? It was KCP. KCP. That was the game right there. Jimmy didn't have to. You know what I'm saying? He he. That's a that's an eight foot turnaround that he normally make. You didn't have to force that pass. You down. You know what I'm saying? But that's that's whatever. That's hindsight. But like I said, man, Denver's looking good, man. I think they set themselves up. Um, depending on what the rest of the league do. Over the summer, they they will be the favorite next year, the clear cut favorite, you know. And Jamal Murray's a dog, man. Yeah. Don't worry. Later on, man, I'll tell you how I can fix the Bulls, though. Oh, okay, okay. I'm gonna hit it. I I don't know what the hell to do. But, I can uh, fix the Bulls. other thing. Other ahead, thing I'll son. say about Jamal Murray. It's funny, like you look at his stats stat line in the finals, and if, if Joker's not his teammate, like that's Finals MVP caliber stat line. Uh-huh. Like tennis is right. Uh, I don't. I don't know how many assists he had, yeah, but like his average, overall stat line, twenty and ten. Yeah. Uh, like, so. but his overall stat line, uh, Murray's that is was just yeah. I mean, he's like I said, like yeah, he that that tandem in, in the playoffs is just that. That's a big two, you know. Like that, that, not a lot of teams in this league right now have enough to match up to those two in the playoffs. Regardless of what happens in the regular season, but the Nuggets also proved all season long they're the best team because they had the best record in the league, and they didn't stop. Like it wasn't like one of those things. Like you know, they sometimes you see some of these teams that you know dominate the regular season, but then they run out of gas in the playoffs. They just kept going. They stepped on everyone's throat around, along the way, and you know, joke not, being nice about it too. <laughs> like, you know, they were they're like, you know, excuse me, stepping over you. Pardon me, <laughs> like you know, Jokic is a nice guy, but he does mean on the court and just kind of you know does his thing. And yeah, he averaged almost a triple double, I think. But yeah, it just that team is yeah, that team's a lot of fun. It's like you can't like, and that's so cool about it is too. Is like they're, they're not a lot of that team is like like fun to root for too, right? Like there's not a like they're not guys on that roster. You'd be like, man, I can't stand this guy. Like he does. Stuff that I don't really like, like this dirty plays here. They're they're all like cool dudes too. Um, yeah, the closest, and the closest fun, one fun that, team. Closest one to not liking is Aaron Gordon. If you think about uh, Uncle Drew movie, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but other than that, they are likable. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, that yeah, it, it's a fun team to root for, and I guess it works out for the Bulls fans too because like, you don't have to see them too many times, and they're like you don't you don't you only see them twice a year instead of four times a year. So that's that's last time we beat them about like yeah. <laughs> we can tip our hat, we can hang our hat on on that one and pretend like that meant anything. 
I really, I really, man, I just give back a, a joker real quick because, like, for me, and it wasn't a coming out part for me because anytime you win two MVPs, you're special, for right? Sure. But there's nothing like being in the playoffs and seeing how you perform, you know, at the biggest stage, on the biggest stage, in the biggest moments. Are you the type to sort of like pay in between the moment? Like, are you just that good where it doesn't matter? Just the moment doesn't hit you as hard and you still do your game? Or are you sort of like, you know, are you not? And winning the championship, it just, just you know, I don't care anyone anyone says. That, that means something. He performed well in the finals and he won a championship with the two MVPs. And it's very few players, when I watch them, where – in the finals, anytime Denver had the ball, I was like, let's give it a joker. So I was cheering for Denver because I wanted Denver to win. Denver hasn't won anything, you know, NBA West, you know, right? So, and anytime Joker got the ball, I was like, oh, it needs to be okay. He'll make the right decision. He won't fumble it out of bounds. He won't throw the bad pass. He would screen, turn, cut to the bass. He'll do the right play. He has the ball in his hands. We all know in Chicago, there was a guy like Michael Jordan like that. When he, Jordan had the ball, we was like, woof, all right, we good. Right, play, Duh, play. I, can't, I can't let you do that, man. Well, no, no, no. What do what you comparing Joker to Mike? No, no, I'm comparing the feeling of like him having the ball, and I'm not, I'm not worried about Charles Barkley was that way. Like, certain players, there's a tier of star level you have where contrast Zach Levine, right? I don't want him dribbling the ball. There's certain players, and I say, he's like, no, I'm just saying, like, when he got the ball. I, I, I'm calm down, D. I got you, but you know, you got a bat, you got a bat that's red and black. I'm, you know, I'm the Jordan defender. <laughs> okay. okay. But all I'm saying, all I'm saying is like, there's certain players where even you and I was not like that with Patrick Ewing. You know, he made plays, but I was like, well, you may do something, take a bad shot. But with Joker at the ball, so certain players where they drill the ball to get the ball in key, in key situations, as a fan, I'm like, the right play is going to be made. He's not going to fumble the play. You know, it's going to be the right pass. Things are better. It calms everyone that's on the floor down. And I thought that was a joker in the finals. And contrast that, we talked about James Butler and his play. Um, you know, he's now, not, he's a great player, but obviously he's down on Joker's level, even Jamal Murray's level, right? Um, totally. So, like, you see you see Joker, this, you know, you see, you just see, I just love the playoffs because you see the difference of talent and then people who could who could have that extra, the extra notch in the game. To step up a bit moments, maybe play it. Don't let and don't let you know the moment intimidate them. And and Joker really, really showed out this this year in the, in the finals. And I do think he can. I remember, I mean, you talked about the about him having a dog in, in the fourth quarter. I seen game regular season games when Jamal Murray wasn't there, where he would, you know, I drop I got I got to score 10 points in the fourth quarter. Yeah, he did that. Uh he didn't have to do that in the finals, but per se, but you know, I do think he can do that when he wants to. Because the, the league has no centers and he's the biggest guy out there, so like, why can he score <laughs> thirty eight points? Yeah, but does he play like he doesn't really play like a center though? No, he no he doesn't. But um, he plays out of the post. Like he's he, he, he plays out he, of the post. Yeah, he plays more like a like, center, yeah, than, than anybody. He does. Like he, he mm. plays out of the post. He like he he can he score out of the post. Do can pass out of the post. Like he plays like he's literally like granted he he can pass like a point guard. That's that's just yeah. his skill set. That just that's a that's an advantage he has. But uh, he he does both. And another thing, I'll say credit to him. Like this is the first year I would say, if you think about it, the first year I would say the Denver Nuggets were the favorites to win the championship, and they did it. Like in the years past, like 
they weren't like, you know, the top dog going in. And like a lot of times you see some teams that are the top dog going in and all of a sudden they fail, like in the playoffs, right? But it's that's an interesting thing to think about too, for me at least. Like I said, like when you look at the what they've done the last few seasons, they were definitely like really good for sure. But there were other teams that said, okay, this team is the favorite to win. And Denver maybe could win, maybe the second or third team that could win. But this was the first year ever that they were the top team for sure, and they didn't disappoint at all. You, you think they were the favorite going into the playoffs? I thought it was Phoenix in the West going into the playoffs, not the beginning of the year. Going into the playoffs, I thought I thought they were the favorite just because Phoenix, you know, you saw that the lack of depth that they had. Like they were very much like you they need more wings. That's gonna be the key for them this offseason, like adding some more wings and some more depth. Uh I think at the trade deadline, maybe people thought that Phoenix was going to be the favorite because obviously landing KD, but then as that as they started playing and you saw some of the deficiency and then that first series too. Uh, where they lost to the Clippers um, and then game one. And they were like, oh, wow, okay, this team, okay, they're, they're showing uh, going into that playoffs. Like I said, people saw the deficiencies on the wing, the depth, and stuff like that. I think Denver going into the playoffs were definitely the favorite. And well, there was a lot of scrutiny for Jokic, too, because it was like people were like, oh, he has to win. If he doesn't, he's going to get – I mean, he gets a lot of flack regardless, and it's crazy to me, but um, – like people hate on this guy. Like he deserved those two MVPs, in my opinion. Yeah. Um. Like they they weren't they weren't like fake MVPs. Those were legit earned. Like he he deserved those. Uh. But like this season, like going in, he, there was a lot, there was definitely more pressure on him to be like, look, I need to win. Um. Otherwise, it's gonna be a lot of you know people talking about me. Uh. You know, negatively. So and he they came through, man. He came through. Yeah. He has a. He definitely need to win because he has a really good team around him. You know, it's you mm-hmm. know, guys having 20, what, two people on the team having 20 points or something, like, or something like that. I don't know. But, like, he has a really good team. So there's no excuses for him not to win. That's why I'm so proud that he won because, like, he should have won. You have a really good team. And, Aaron, real quick, we get off the Denver. Like, it's Aaron Gordon, man. Um, Man, he's defense on Jimmy Butler. That's what I like about – and I, I'm trying to pick on Jimmy Butler, but, like, like – you get to the finals to deep deep in the playoffs, you see the cracks in people's games. You saw in Tatum's game, Brown game. You saw Jimmy Butler cannot score against somebody taller than him. He's athletic. Like he only picks on short people. And that's great because a lot of people do that, you know. But like Aaron Grove's like, yeah, I'm taller and bigger, so I can hang with you. So you're not, you gotta switch every time to score. And his defense, you know, and Jimmy Butler is really good. <laughs> and for him to like guard him, be able to guard him and deter him from scoring, um, getting to his spots and being comfortable. Uh, I think he, I, I, I hope he gets some more praise for his defense and his contributions on the floor because he really, he really stepped up, I thought. And I, I and I think he's in a perfect role. And, um, and uh, thus the championship is, is it, that team, man, Michael Porter Jr. can only get better because Michael Porter Jr. could do more than just two, three pointers. You know, on the team, that's what he does, but he can have a, he has a, you know, more gain than that. So he's gonna get better. Um yeah, I I that's different my I like the I like I like the joker, man. He's just but I'm a bigger fan now. Bigger fan. Aaron Gordon, Aaron Gordon, I'll say to echo to you, like his evolution of his game has been really good to see. Um he like in Orlando, like the player that he was in Orlando, he's completely different today. Um like his defense you said has improved a lot. Uh his shooting has improved a lot. Uh like yeah. 
for sure. He's uh he's been a huge a huge get for Denver. Yeah, so, I think he's more in that third, fourth option type of role. Orlando messed up trying to make him a one. And they have to pay yeah. somebody. <laughs> yeah. But that yeah. third or fourth option, you know, him and Michael Porter being like three or four, you know, but they got two definitive one and twos. Yeah, that's, there's no pressure on him. Perfect role, man. It's a perfect – it's all the Bulls for years. Any team, championship team, get a team with great talent and you have like these players that kind of fit in what they do and they can maximize what they do in that team, you know, um, yeah, you win championships. Uh, you know, it's funny. I was looking um, – <laughs> Oh, the Bulls. So <laughs> I was looking at just comparing the team because, like, I like to just – I was watching the finals. I'm just, just thinking, like, what the – who are the Bulls? Like, comparing with the, the Denver Nuggets to the Bulls and trying to see that gap and just analyzing the players on Denver Nuggets and the Bulls. And, like, I'm looking like Jokic got drafted in 2014 along with Zach Levine in 2014. Jamal Murray – came in, what, 2017, I believe. And I mentioned this because Jokic is MVP, obviously, two-time. Murray is out of his world. Special. Levine, our best, quote-unquote, best player, is still trying to figure it out. <laughs> all these other players in the, on the team, in this league, not all these other players, but a lot of players in this, in this league have figured it out way, way sooner than our guys at Levine on our team. And I have faith in Zach because you know I, I I let me put let me ask you guys this. So Jimmy Butler, you know, Dave and I would indeed would make fun of Jimmy Butler saying Jimmy Butler can't do this, and obviously he proves us wrong. And been going to the finals and everything, he proved he can go to the finals. Is is am I silly in thinking that we should hold on to Zach Levine as much as possible? Because the Miami Heat had a great coach, right? And had the right team around Jimmy Butler. Bam. Jimmy's great. And they were able to go to the finals just building something around him. And we saw a early glimpse of the Bulls with, with Lonzo Ball just being a perfect complement player to Zach Levine. Am I foolish in thinking that we should just keep holding on Zach Levine? Because we don't want to let players go. We then let go Laurie Marker early. I'm going to say let him go early, but see what he, what he became. We'll see, he, see, we'll see what he does this uh, upcoming season, right? If you, if you piece that all-star performance, uh, level play. But am I still thinking that that Levine still has another level to reach? And if we get the right team around him, we can actually, you know, maybe go far into the playoffs and potentially maybe a championship. These, 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 these about to laugh me out this the podcast right here. So I know you don't I know I know we have a Jack, we had this uh, Jalen Browns at Levine debates all the time and and yeah, I might feel different on that now. <laughs> but your thoughts on that, man, real quick, just like just like Jokic Rich being in, yeah, Jokic Murray being there and they leave for so long. They've see, see the difference between and, yeah. so I actually think Zach Levine has more talent than Jimmy Butler. I think besides defending, I think he does everything better than Jimmy Butler. He shoots better, he jumps higher, he handles the ball better. And well, Jimmy's a better defender, but Jimmy, that heart inside and that will. And, and that drive to push his teammates too and have his teammates trust him and everything. Those intangibles, man, I don't, I don't think Zach is built like that, bro. I don't, I don't think, I don't want to say he's reached the ceiling, but part of me does want to say like that. 
this is probably as good as it's going to get, you know. Now, if Zach had a really, really true dominant player around him, he could be a good compliment. Honestly, ultimately, I think he'd be the perfect three, like third option. But even as a, a legit second option, when somebody's head and shoulders better than him, not DeMar DeRozan on, you know, certain nights he's better than him, but they probably look at each other as equals or he probably thinks he's better. But he had, if he had somebody who's like, yo, I'm leading this team and, and Zach just got to get in where you fit in, I think he would thrive more there. But asking Zach to lead a bunch of players that he's better than and 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 drive them and, and lead them like that and have that heart that Jimmy Butler has, I don't think he's built like that, bro. He's talented. I think he's actually more talented than Jimmy. The other yeah. part, other part I debate you on because Jimmy's been on like four teams, whatever. Um, you know, I, I as far as leading, you know, you get question if he does it well or not. <laughs> but yeah, but that's, Miami's that's team, part, yeah, but I meant because I saw him on the Bulls. You know, we I don't want to go through all that. Him against the Boston Celtics, like literally couldn't do anything, which is why right. I want to get rid of him. But um, but um, but he's on he's on on a, on you know he has Air Sports Road in Miami Heat, and he's on a team that. I guess accepts accepts the way he he's built and the way he plays, Celine. Yeah, right? I mean, yeah. So, this is something. What your thoughts about Levine? And and as far as like a, let's compare a little bit to that Levine. You know, what's his ceiling? And do you think you can actually build around Levine if he has the right right players around him and the right coach? Um. So I mean, I agree with D that yeah, he's more talented than Jimmy. I don't agree that he's a better ball handler than Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy, you can give him the ball late in the fourth, and he'll handle the ball. Like, yeah, Jimmy turned that up, made a bad turnover in game five of the finals, but for the most part, Jimmy is a very reliable ball handler in the games. Zach, we've seen him how many times, like, he ends up with, like, five turnovers in, the in, like, the last, like, two, three minutes of a game. Like, he just can't be relied on to have the ball late in the game. And I think that's the biggest thing I thought. If he could develop that part of his game, he could take that next step and maybe you can then continue to try to build around him. But I think he's a number two. Like, I think at best he's a number two, like D is saying, um, on, a, on a championship team. Um, and I think for the Bulls where they're at, because they just don't have a lot of op options as far as, like, what you can trade as far as assets because of the picks they've already given up. Like, they don't have those picks to trade to get more stuff. Uh, they don't have, like, the cap space to get more stuff. Um, I think that's the reason why they're at a dead stop with Zach at this point, where I don't think you can keep building around him. And, I, I just like I said, I'd, like, if he surprises me, I'll eat crow, but I'll be surprised if Jimmy, Zach becomes, like, a number one because mostly because of that abil inability to be like, here's the ball in the fourth quarter. We need you to make a like a play, not necessarily score a basketball, but like we need you to get this, take care of this ball, and make the right pass to get it to you, a, a teammate or th something like that. And Zach just has continuously proved that he doesn't have the feel to be that type of player. Um, you know, and like I said, and now as a defensive end, Jimmy like. Even when he's not, if he's not scoring or doing something, he for the most part plays some really good defense. Zach, he's improved defensively. No, no disrespect there. Like he's not the bad defender that he really bad defender that he used to be. But like he's still not like considered a two way player. He's still like, you know, maybe at best below average defensively. 
Um, so yeah, I just like I think there's I I I personally don't think there's a ways like you can be make Zach your number one anymore. Um, but yeah, that those are my thoughts generally about about Zach. Yeah, that's why I brought up because we say that, but then three years down the line, the Bulls put together a roster and Zach Levine is you know what I'm saying like. It doesn't happen often, but it can happen. And when it happens, it's like, oh, you know, you gave up on the player or whatnot. And, like, I wonder, like, if you just hang on to him long enough. Like, first, if Ball doesn't get injured, you know, Levine is way better. Right? He's the perfect complement to Zing. Now, I don't know, you know, maybe that maybe that first half of the season was a fluke or whatever. I don't know. But that team looked damn good when it was healthy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And Zach didn't have to hand the ball. He gave the ball. Ball hand the ball. So, and then if they win a bunch of games, then you go, oh, you could win with Zach. So I'm just wondering, because Zach, Zach Levine is a great player. Guys like him to come around often. And I just wonder if you give him up, if you give up to open him too early, um, you're really not, not leveraging sort of talent you have. You know, but I'd agree with you with ball handling. That's that's why I kind of bought Jokic um, um real quick, because like yeah. he gets the ball in the full court. I'm like, Some, something's good gonna happen. If it doesn't happen, it's not his fault. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Zach Levine. And one thing that I didn't like, D, I want your thoughts on this, D, real quick, um, is that one thing that I didn't like during the season was that DeMar, I, I understood DeMar Rosen was hitting a lot of hero buckets in the game, but I really thought it was, I had an issue with Levine not getting those opportunities in the game because he had those opportunities before, you know, DeMar Rosen was there and he, he saw him sort of building that fourth quarter hero kind of thing where you can handle the ball. And he saw him developing that and then DeRosa came and DeRosa just took the ball in the fourth quarter. And all this long, Zach wasn't used to doing anything in the fourth quarter, really. He just gave it to DeMar. And I thought I thought that maybe he should have had more opportunities. I don't know if it was his fault, the course was fault, or just DeMar. Just, he just deferred to DeMar. But I, I thought last year, um, that season, the fact that he didn't get the opportunities to kind of do that, he wasn't used to it and, and quite didn't know how to do it with that team. But I'm sorry, D. I think um... – I think that was more DeMar proving himself, too. But, and to piggyback on what Salim said, too, that's Zach, too. Like, um, when you talk about the turnovers and everything, just playmaking ability. Not necessarily getting a bucket and everything, but just making the right play in the crunch time and things like that. And DeMar, I mean, he stepped up as soon as he got here, showing that he's willing to not only take the big shot, but make those big shots in those pressure moments. You know what I'm saying? So, once you've proven, you know, you kind of – then the coach defer to you. I mean, we got we to gotta coach, too, that – he ain't the sharpest knife in the drawer. So he's seen it, seen a couple things. He can't really get too creative. He just seen DeMar hit a few shots, so he's going to go with DeMar and things like that. But DeMar did prove it, you know. And, and if Zach had better decision-making, you know, playmaking skills and things like that, I think that would still be his – um, that would still be his role. But, like, just to go back for a second, and then we can move over. But you know what would be perfect for Zach Levine, that he would thrive in a system like that? You remember those early 2000 Dallas Mavericks? They had – when they, with Nash – uh, Navinsky and Finley. Mm-hmm. Zach Levine would be perfect as Finley with somebody, yeah. a, a, a real true leader point guard, and somebody who's obviously head and shoulders better than him. And then he just got to get in and get buckets and get 25 a night. That's Zach Levine, perfect role, dude. You saw so when you say he looked better with ball, that makes sense and things like that. But you know, if, if we have somebody that's like obviously head and shoulders better than him and a true floor, floor general, Zach Levine would probably thrive. His numbers would probably stay the same, honestly. But that's, He's already pretty yeah. efficient. Well, you're, you're right, but like it's hard to find all time great players to play. For. 
No, I, I actually think, you know, you're not even necessarily like legit. I think if Miami somehow got Zach and they were able to keep like Larry and, and Jimmy, because they got that's two ball handlers that you can rely on to handle the ball. And you just let Zach like imagine him instead of Hero. Oh, my like goodness. that's a massive upgrade as a scorer, right? Like Hero can shoot, no doubt. And he's, he's a 20 point scorer. But like Zach is an elite scorer. Like just uh, when you just talk about shooting and putting the ball in the, in the basket, Zach is in lead when it comes to that. So that would be perfect type of situation. And and on the, on the top of that, like Miami has the defensive infrastructure too. Like they got Jimmy uh, Bam, who's one of the best you know defending bigs, like a de- defensive player of the year caliber big. Um, you know you have that ability, and I think. Like Miami will be crazy dangerous at that point, um, because they have a scorer like that, and and I think Jimmy will be more than welcome to take a back. Like he would be okay with taking a like a backseat because sometimes Jimmy likes to be the like facilitator, uh, you know, as opposed to like trying to like he's capable of taking over in the fourth, but like Jimmy mm-hmm. does like to be the facilitator. So, um, but yeah, yeah so- I, I I like I agree with like I just think like because. And and to your point, Sita, when you say like like when you're saying like yeah, we should hold on to Zach, I just think it's it's not about like like if we had like the other assets to try to you know get more stuff to keep building with Zach, that I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree. I was like, okay, let's see if he can. I just think we're at a dead end. Like we don't have future picks, we don't have the cap space to try to get another n- name or a player to want to come here. Like we just don't have the, the well is dry at almost almost dry at this point, so it becomes it becomes like eventually like if we continue down this path, we're not going to be a good team next year if we continue down this path, and then eventually Zach is going to probably get mad and say, "Yeah, I want out. This is this we're not winning. I want to go to a place that want, wins." Right. So I just think that's the problem. We're at a we're at a dead end where the like I said, the well is kind of getting empty. Of what you can do to continue to build around Zach. So that's good. Good transition to like uh, us. Um, for like fifteen minutes, we're gonna pray and 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 think about all the things and ways to fix the Bulls. But I don't have to do that because D told us he knows how to fix the Bulls. So I was gonna, yeah. you know, get out there like, but D. So I'm gonna sit here. I'm gonna listen to you, and um, if I hope I can smile at the end, your, uh, you know. <laughs> Your speech here. Go, go. How can we fix the Bulls this year? This is how we fix the Bulls. Okay. First of all, what we should do, what we won't do, we, we need to get rid of the coach. They won't do that because I, just, they, I think they're still paying two coaches, right? Or whatever. Because, like, the decision-making is poor. The offense is, is 90% one-on-one, things like that. And we have a guy that's proven – the last seven years in NBA basketball is hands down. There's no debate. The best rebounder in basketball. Even last year, getting 12 minutes a game, he was number one in rebounds per minute. We have that guy buried on the bench and all he want to do is block shots and get rebounds. We need to insert him into the starting lineup. Andre Drummond. We need to package up Vooch, possibly DeMar, and we can get cats. And then you know who I'm going to say at point guard. 
And then there you go. Zach Levine will be in his Michael Finley role. We bring back Derrick Rose. Okay. Oh, <laughs> comes around to Derrick Rose. We, we, we bring, we bring back D-Rose. We bring back D-Rose. We package up Vooch. And if maybe DeMar, if, if not, we can throw a couple of uh, draft picks. But we can get Cat right now. We can get Cat. Cat, Cat is... I don't want to say gettable right now, but they'll listen. They'll listen to Vooch tomorrow and like maybe next a next year pick or something like that. They'll listen if the money makes sense. First of all, they're not gonna get a real that's first of all, that's not gonna happen. Number two, I don't want <laughs> you don't give up Cat Williams for you know signing your side. Oh, well, you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, he was double six seven to score. I love Cat. You don't give a cat for the old for the older center. That's not gonna happen. No, no, no. It's, you're getting Vooch and DeMar, and you're getting draft picks and everything because, like, Vooch will actually, actually complement uh, Rudy Gobert with Vooch's game. You what know, draft picks? But, the, but the but the but the the key is we don't we have a second round pick or we don't have a first. We got to remember our first round next year. So the Bulls don't have their 25 pick because that's top 10 protected to San Antonio, and then the 26th and the 27th technically is also protect top eight protected to San Antonio. Oh, the um, and then and then in twenty nine it turns into a second rounders. But yeah, for that Demar trade, so the Bulls can't trade those picks pretty much. Um, the next one they can trade is twenty nine, and I wouldn't want to trade it. Right, right. That, that might so that so that, that might be a little difficult too. But you know, you you can throw in Kobe. <laughs> no, but, yeah. but, but I don't but, know. But you know what? The key to this though is getting production out of Andre Drummond. That we just we, we're wasting that dude. Seriously, you can actually – he actually made a difference in that play-in game. Both play-in games, he affected the game every single second he was on the court. And and every single second, majority of the time this season when he's seen time. And it's statistically there. He's leading the NBA once again in rebounds per minute. The guy barely plays and he's leading the league. You know, past seven years, hands down, you can't even debate if anybody was a better rebounder than, than Andre Drummond. And he's stuck in the end of our bench for what? Because we got a coach that don't know how to use him? No, dude, all them second-chance baskets we'll get right there and things like that. And if Cat if is unattainable, what other power forward slash back-to-the-basket player that's better than that that we can get? I say let's do that because, like, Vooch is not working and things like that. And he's taking minutes from – at least we know we're going to get 15 rebounds with Andre Drummond. I'd rather give those minutes to him and have some great interior defense. You know, that way um, it can pick up for when – Zach and Demar and all those guys gamble when they get beat and things like that. Dude, I like Drummond is the key. So, so I like your creativity. I like your will to build everything around Drummond's future. The Bulls. <laughs> I mean, it's not building around Drummond, but you know, <laughs> the key is bring I like the idea. Room. You know, get rid of a young Car Anthony Towns. Uh, you know, for an older center uh, to clog up clog up the lane with another seven foot two guy. Uh, you know what? I appreciate the effort because I have nothing. So you offer something. So, Celine, what do you think, man? Let's <laughs> take the pitch. Well, here's the thing. So, with Drummond, I'm like, you guys know how big Dave's opinion on Drummond. He he drives me crazy. Drummond drives me crazy sometimes. Like, he makes too many mistakes. Like, to me, he like, he tries to do stuff too much that's not within his, you know, like, he's good. I think the reason he, it, it works so well right now is because he's limited in, how, like, how many, like, he's good as a backup. I don't think he's a starter. 
Like, I, I think you start seeing mistakes more if he's a starter and has to play like 30 plus minutes every game. You start seeing it. That's that's the way I, I feel. Um, I think I don't think like Minnesota will go for that. And, I, and to be honest, I don't think Cat is a number one. Like, yeah, I agree. I think I think like he's more of a number two himself, like a second best player, maybe. Um, I like Ant is their best player, um, in, in my opinion. Um, and I, I think you've kind of already seen like even Cat when when he's in in big games and stuff, that guy kind of has troubles. Uh, so I think him and Zach, I don't know how much better a, a Zach and Cat duo really makes you as like I don't think that really I don't think that makes the Bulls a title contender. Um, but yeah, I just don't know. Like I don't know. I just no. I mean, and no disrespect to D. I'm not trying to like like. I'm not no, he tried. Like, I mean, hey, you know, on. he tried. Man, I'm not I, trying to crap on like anything. I just, I just, I have nothing. I, don't know. I just like. <laughs> I, I'll say this about Billy. Like, I'm not the biggest Billy defender. Like I do get frustrated with some of his offensive sets, but like I do think he's limited as far as what he can do offensively. Like we've talked about Zach's ball handling, right? Uh, like for example, I'll bring up and you guys remember the Pacers game when the Bulls were up like twenty and then they blew the big lead and they, they lost. I blame Bill um, for that loss. Okay, go ahead. No, but like no, but like you can't be late in the game and and Billy uh, and Zach is Zach is getting cooked by like TJ McConnell. You can't get past TJ McConnell. Like stuff like that. It's like uh, I, that's not Billy's fault. That's like Zach needs to be dude, you need to be better than TJ McConnell, dude. You gotta <laughs> you gotta take your your abilities and just you know get by him without getting your your pockets picked. Um, See, but my question, like, no, but why? But why does it? Why is there no set? Why is it? Why is TJ McConnell knowing that it's ninety percent one on one with the Bulls and everything? Why does Zach got to create everything that he get? Why does Billy? Not they don't have. But that's the thing, though, that they don't have the the decision makers outside of like they have two guys on this roster that can you, that are good passers. That's Demar, and the other guy is your center is Vooch. I, I think that's why, like, when, if Lonzo was there, like you, you add more passing and an ability to do certain run certain plays and run certain sets. But that's the thing. Like, I, I think I do think like that's why we saw like a guy like Patrick Beverly, who is a solid half court connector, as like a he's not like a pure point guard, but he he makes good decisions. Like he doesn't force passes, make bad passes, and things like that. And I think you did see a little bit more offensive creativity when we got Patrick Beverly, but it's all, it's about like roster construction, the limited and how much you can really do. Because when you have guys that just like Zach, who just make terrible decisions late in the game, like there's certain things that coach is at fault. But like for me, like stuff like that, it's, I blame the front office more than anything. Like you, you kind of setting up this roster for failure when, especially like I keep, I keep saying like this roster, the way it's constructed right now, they're more built to compete in 2003, not 2023. Like the, the lack of shooting, like they, they more so rely on like a traditional back to basket game. Um, things like that. Those are like more of like a, yeah, like teams of yesteryear that really played well. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Like I said, like I'm not the biggest, like, I don't know. You I'm sure C dubs and see some of my stuff about Billy complaining about him, but like I just think there's certain there's only so much a coach can do when he's not equipped to have the 
good decision makers. Like I, I have like like we saw how the offense was last year when Lonzo was in the lineup, right? It was like, smart there. It, it was better yeah. because you have more players that can that know how to make the right plays and the right pass. And the, you know when you have more guys like that, it it just it makes a big difference. See, I, I think it makes a big difference, and hey, I think that's you why. Okay, dude. Before you yeah. go, Doug, only, I just want to give Salim a little pushback because I think you're going to prove my point. Billy, don't he doesn't have the personnel. That To me, that's more of a reason to establish some type of some type of setting things because, look, look at the Miami Heat. They out there with four or five undrafted players. Eric Spostra put them in that position, put them in the best oh, position to be sure. successful. Spose is an all-time great coach. He's not Billy Ann on that level. That's fine. I'm not right. I'm not saying Billy's a coach. great coach. He's one of 32. He's one uh, of 32 right now. And it's just like, dude, yeah, put these dudes but, in a in the best position to 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 succeed. Okay, we don't have the don't know. you know playmakers, think, ball handlers, and things like that. Then I think I, I think, I think I Miami think, also has better decision makers than the Bulls do. I, I, well, they, I mean, got better can, they got better shooters for sure. They got better shooters, and like I said, they got they got players that are 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 have a better decision making in that half court than the Bulls do. I think that makes a difference. But see, I, 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 Bulls are limited by the the roster. And I think, like I said, I and I think that with the coaching, it's also like you got to give credibility to getting this defense. Like you could look at the Bulls roster. There's no reason the Bulls. There's no way the Bulls should realistically be a top five defense, and yet they are. That's crazy to me. Like when you have Zach, Demar, and Vooch as your three best players, who are not really known as good defenders, like, and you ha- and your defense is top five. I think that you have to tip your hat to Billy for that, uh, for sure. Like, man, somehow he's done something, getting something right where this defense is really, you know, hanging a hat. I'm just saying. I just think like if you if you have if you have Lonzo or another guy guard consistently that can make good decisions with the ball and be quick with like, you know, kind of like, you know, the whole thing, when you get the ball, it's this three options, shoot, pass, or make a quick move, like uh-huh. be quick with the decisions and, and make the right quick decision. And unfortunately the bulls are limited in who and uh, that type of personnel. Well, let me, let me say this. I'll, and I always think this way. And I sh- you know, if I could criticize Zach Levine for not being able to handle the ball in for a quarter, I could criticize the coach for not being deficient or something too as well. Sure. So, so yes, he's good at things. He's also bad at things. And I think I'm, I'm more on D. I'm saying more D. Set, but I kind of feel D. more. And I've been criticized. I've been critical of Billy Donovan, his offense is that you know, you know, be better. You know, like that's why you win. Like if you're not as good, well, Zach Levine is not Jimmy Butler now, or whatever. Well, Billy Donovan needs to be better coach, right? Too. So you know, and I, and I, and I, I just, I just can't. So many times. So many times, and this is one quick critique, you know, throughout the year, when DeMar and Zach shot the ball five times in a row, and Stacey King in the whole world is saying, Vooch hasn't had a shot in like two minutes. They call a timeout. You think they'll run something for Vooch, right? You think the coach say, you know what? DeMar and Zach, you missed five shots in a row. Let's run a set and post up sets. Let's get the ball to Vooch. Nope. Timeout call. DeMar and Jackson's been shot. Levine Jackson. I'm like, what, what are you doing? Like, why are you, what are you coaching? So, and the Miami team, yes, they are good because the coach is good. Those players, and no, of course, from the top down, Pat Riley, whatever we all know that. But that's how you win. You have to have a great coach or, or a good coach who's able to get better year to year. 
and I saw a lot of things good with Billy Donovan, and I saw things I did I just didn't understand with Billy Donovan. And I, I think I think it's fair if Chris has players. I, I hate listen, Jim Van Gundy on TV. Think called him great coach. Van Gundy thinks every coach is great. Gets my nerves with that. But besides <laughs> that, I'm like okay, great college coach maybe. But um, but yeah, I, I, yeah. So I, if I could nitpick a player's performance, dribbling, shooting, guarding, I can nitpick the deficiencies of the coach. And I think it's fair. Like you, some name mentioned the good things that he does, and but there are a lot more that and also there be fair to point out the bad things and and fair to say it needs to be better or this is good or get better to reach social level or another level of coaching. Um, But to your point, players do look, make play, make coaches look good. You know, Um, DeMar is hitting all those game winning shots. That wasn't Billy Donovan. That was DeMar, you know, (laughs) giving the ball, get the fuck out the way. Right. You know, um, it didn't work. Right. So it didn't work. So, and, but Miami though, you just, that's that's why I like the playoffs because you see, Supposed to out coach, you know the the the, the Milwaukee Bucks. You know, um, you see my coach. You know, he you didn't lose because of him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He didn't lose because of him. like I said, I, I don't and think I, and I, and I think, a I, I, coach, I, think I think it's fair. Sure. I think it's fair, and I think it's fair to put the good things, and I think it's fair to say, hey, you know, you need, if you have a team like this, I need you because this team that to me, if you undershoot of this as a team, you're not coaching. As well. you shouldn't you shouldn't be below five hundred or so. You know what I'm saying? Like you should be able to coach some wins. You know you should be able to get some wins. You're not supposed to win. And I think with him, it just I don't I don't see that. And I think if you underachieve as team record wise, you have the talent to be better, and you're not. Yeah, players players are you know they suck sometimes, but it's, but sometimes you have to. I want to see the coach actually you know make had them play at a different level, call the right plays at the right time, don't take Kobe out the fucking game. You know, things like that. Um, so we talk about the point guard situation a little bit. Um, where do you think can Kobe fill that role? Because right, we know the Bulls cannot do that much in free agency. I think they're gonna run it back. I don't think they're gonna do anything. I think Bush coming back. Uh, I think Bush may ask for the ball a little more in the paint, a little bit, whatever. But what do you guys think of Kobe White sort of, you know, open his game a little bit? Getting in, getting in the range to run point guard a little bit, and maybe you can fill that ball role. Um, D, what do you think? Is it is this this year gonna happen? I don't know, man. I think Kobe proved that he's better off the ball, man. Kobe been he's proved that he can knock down that that driving dish and be, knock down that open three, and and can be a spot up guy and a compliment to a really good point guard. I don't know if that'll be putting him in the best position and things like that, but I don't I don't think that's a move Billy Billy will make. Um. I don't think that's a move I would make too. If we come back with the same personnel, um, I will say just with the with the starting unit that we have, I would say Pat Bev probably mesh a little more, complement those guys' games. Um, but Kobe has really proven being a proven to be a great off the ball player, you know. So I'm not even sure if I would make that move, honestly. So Lynn, what do you think? Um, Kobe starting, Kobe maybe. Take him over Iowa spot. Maybe Iowa's off the ball more. Kobe can run the ranks of the college. You know, he's more comfortable handling the ball, you know, and having the game sort of mold around him. What do you think, Celine, about Kobe handling the ball a little more this year? So, so I think Kobe has improved as a ball handler and decision maker. I think we saw some development there. Um, I don't think he's like a primary ball handler type. I think he's more like a secondary ball handler type. Like, he is good off the ball, and I think he can maybe – 
kind of be a release valve if your primary guy is kind of being, you know, trapped or hounded or whatever. Uh, and, and like, I think we've seen him like make a little better decisions, but I think as far as him getting the starting point guard, I, I think it, it might just come down to the fact that the bulls don't have a lot of options. Um, like when you look at, again, when you talk about what they can do in free agency uh, and the, the, the thing that always comes into play is ownership wanting to pay the luxury tax. Right. So let's say, Obviously, so far it sounds like the Bulls are looking to run it back, right? They wanna, they still want to try to win. Um, they've talked to Bucha about an extension. We'll see what that comes out to. Um, and then Kobe is obviously a restricted free agent, so we'll see what kind of numbers his contract comes out to. Um, Io, I think it'll be dumb to let. Like I know there's some people that are saying like like Io is not a priority because they shouldn't. Like he didn't have a good year, and you know he kind of had a sophomore slump, if you will. Um, but I also want to bring Iowa back. Like, I think I would be dumb to let young players walk for nothing. Um, so when you look at all these little factors, and then if depends on what they do with, like, with their some of their exceptions, they have, like, the biannual exception, which is, like, about three or four million, the full mid-level exception, which is, like, about 11, 12 million. Um, when, you, when you consider some of those numbers and stuff, they, they get close to that luxury tax. They and they're not going to be allowed to go over, right? So when you consider that, you your limited options on who how you can address that starting point guard position, and it kind of then comes down to okay, well, I guess Cody, well, we'll try it. I don't think he he would be. I don't I don't know if he like I said I'm not necessarily I don't necessarily think he is a like a number one ball handler. But it just might come down to the fact that the Bulls just don't have any other real options. So he might become the de facto point guard just because, starting point guard just because, like I said, what else are they going to do? D, your thoughts on um, if the Bulls can't do much (laughs) with the presidency and get new players in on the team, um, your thoughts on Kobe, uh, Kobe White, you know, sort of like getting a little better. Well, so the Bulls, if they want to, um, if they want to get better immediately, but still not a contender, there's some things they can do to to become a watchable team to come to move up to four or five in the East. You want a quick fix? Like I was halfway joking, but I was serious. Like you want a quick fix at point guard? Sure. Yes. Hmm? Yes. Derrick Rose, Chris Paul, <laughs> bro. Like Chris Paul, here, man. Look, look. Chris Paul game is perfect for the roster we got right now. Chris Paul will make Zach and DeMar way better. Dude, I, and we will be a better regular season team, and he'll be hurt for the playoffs. But that team, you know, we wouldn't win a lot of I, – I, you know, I, yes, I, I can see if Chris Paul's in the Bulls, they are immediately a better team. Right. They – Zach, yeah, I and I can see Drummond getting those oops. I can see him getting inside, Drummond's head, like, you know – well, you know, run to the basket tomorrow. Gets those oops. Uh, I, I can see, yeah, much better, much better. But I don't think yeah. it's comes to the Bulls though. But are we going to win the championship with that? No, no. But that's that's something that that's that's a move that's out there. You know, get immediate immediately better and compete in the East and things like that. There's 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 some things, man. There's there's some players that's um that that's proven themselves that you throw a bag at them, a little bag at them. You know, you know, then then you know, well, it that's might. That's just said, again, it comes down to the money and the Bulls yeah, they don't, don't have, have it. it. 
Yeah, like, it, it, will he will he want to come here for the mid level exception? Maybe. I mean, they should definitely call Chris Paul because I do agree he would be the easily the best point guard on the roster. Uh-huh. Um, they should call him for sure. Again, it comes down to would he want to come here? Um, it's it's sounding like what Chris Paul is gonna do is he, so he he they're like they're waving him, and then he's gonna resign with them for like one either like the vet minimum or like I think they have like a couple of exceptions that they can offer him one or two exceptions that they can offer him um, back to the Suns. Uh, otherwise, I think he'll probably go to like one of the LA teams because his family lives in LA, and again, obviously he's tied with LeBron, and he wants to go to a contender. Right. Um, that's I think that's a that's probably the obstacle more so about him wanting to come here as opposed to like I I can maybe see him like if you say okay Chris Paul here's the full mid level exception uh, if the Bulls approach him I can probably see maybe that working out um, but again it, it just it's it's just it's just like it's so murky about where the Bulls lie with that between the luxury tax and. That's what always comes into play. It just they have such little wiggle room, and this this ownership is just always putting like you know a limit on how much you can spend. Unfortunately, other big market teams don't have that problem. The Bulls do question. though because their ownership just doesn't want to spend it. Right. Question for you then. Now, do you think the Bulls right now are in a similar position that the Phoenix Suns were three years ago? Who they got, Chris Paul? Before I mean, they got Chris, um, they did make the playoffs. Not, yeah, probably not exactly similar because I think at, at that point the Phoenix was a little more inexperienced. They had younger, overall younger roster. Like the Bulls have like guys like Vooch and Demar, who are more, uh, are more veterans and stuff like that. Um, I do like I said. I like I said. I think Chris Paul would 100% make this team better. They won't be contenders. They would just be – they will probably be a solid playoff team. Um, But, again, it comes down – like it just like I said, it just comes down to, like, what else – what they would have to do to make that number work to stay below the luxury tax. And I think at that point you probably end up losing Kobe, which I just don't like – I. I like as for me, I don't like losing young players when your team isn't becoming a contender. Like if I, if the Bulls, if it was a move that to become a contender, like an actual contender, I, at that point I'm okay with losing young players. But to just become a solid playoff team and you're using young players, and how many times do we see young players go from here and, and, and all of a sudden play really well somewhere else, and we're all like, what the hell? Man, why didn't that happen here? Well, it's because we're just letting young players go. And all of a sudden, they play out well elsewhere, and it's not a surprise. They've shown signs of doing things. Kobe's showing signs of, like, he's close to breaking out into a really good role player, or at least a solid player. And, like, I think if you make a move for Chris Paul, if, if especially if you if you have to offer him that full mid-level. Now, if he comes to, like, the vet minimum, that makes a big difference. And then you can probably still work it out where you keep Kobe and, you know, you can extend Vooch and all that other stuff and you're not really losing a lot and maybe you can still add like another shooter with another exception um, and, and work it out so you don't go over that luxury tax. But it just comes down to the exact dollar amounts that Chris Paul would want uh, huh. to, to come here for. I, I could have a shuckle when you say the Bulls get a shooter. 
Stop is a lame. Yeah, it's I mean, so funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you but know, they find a shooter. I mean, if your other team NBA fans shooters, but the Bulls find one. <laughs> I was so They're allergic to shooters, and they're allergic to shooting. They've always been allergic to shooting. This franchise has never taken priority with shooting, even during like the Tibbs eras when. <laughs> When they would like with bitch Culver, when they they didn't, you know, like they just they would just trade like they traded Corver away for like a, a song and a dance, like they just gave him away to the Hawks, like they didn't care about the one of the greatest shooters ever. He's like, yeah, go. We we need to we need to save Jerry Reiser of a couple of million dollars here. Go away. <laughs> it's like, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. It just kind of like it's it, it just so. We're just at, like, I'm personally, I know most Bulls fans feel, feel the same way I do, but I'm just, like, at a point where this seems like there's just so little, like, to look forward to and be, like, how are we going to get out of this? I think it just, the best way to do it is just a complete rebuild and just, uh, you know. All right, before you get into I, that. I just think that's the best way to do it. I That's just where I'm at. I do want to ask you guys about that and also – just what do you expect for this um this season? But uh take it, you know, take a little take a little time to uh, guess know who listen to, who listen to Celine at at Bulls Gold or at Bar Barroom Network. At Barroom Network. Barroom, Barroom Network, yeah. Yeah, he's on like five podcasts. Um he's low key. Just two. There's uh, one now. I used third, to be, I used to do a, a no no, I used to do a science fiction one, but I oh. I don't do that one anymore. Okay. I don't do that one anymore now. Okay. And guest hosting with me today is uh, my man, D. Jackson, 80 Babies, uh, world-famous, renowned hip-hop artist. Dang, world-famous. You sell, you, sell, <laughs> you sell albums in other countries, don't you? I do, actually. I got the... Actually, I got my biggest market is uh, like Japan and the UK. See? You get your album translated? Is that a thing? Mm-mm. No? Okay. I think it's Bob to it. Okay, that's Bob. See? Look, look, man. Celine, world famous artist right here. He listen, told you right now. Yeah, man. Yeah, you know, get his dog. He's a cool dude. You know, he's a uh, low key. You know, you know, uh, does have a big ego. Just has a big house. A small, a small feet, but you know. <laughs> but, uh, put it this way: I live, I live with my wife. <laughs> I say that. But <laughs> oh, I, I walked in the crib. No mistake in that. No mistake. No mistake. But uh, yeah, so you guys bringing up. And this is like the part when we all cry, but um, we have to hope and pray. Um, so we talked about Corbin a little bit, um, but what do you guys think this year? Because I think we all agree that the that Taurus and Beverly, Eversley are not going to make uh, any big moves and can't make any big moves. So what do you guys look forward to this year? Uh, you have Pat Williams, $20 million man. Um, you had Kobe, maybe he's going to step up and, and drop 20 a game because he could do the ball and do what he wants to do. Maybe you have Vucevic, who actually run plays for it in the post. Hope Bill is watching some plus plays uh, during the playoffs, the Denver Nuggets. Um, what do you guys think of the Wolves next year? What do you, what do you think? And Salim, I'll start with you. Celine. No, D, I'll start with you, D. D. Uh, give me how, what players do you expect to sort of maybe jump a level and, and improve this team? Well, I'm hoping Pat will. I'm hoping P will 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 step up, man. This is ha- this has to be the year. This is year four. This this got to be the year where we can figure out what is he gonna be. 
you know, because he has potential. There's nothing he really can't do on the floor. It's about him doing it, you know. Stop stop being timid on the floor, man. You're in your, you know, fourth year already and things like that. So I'm hoping I'm hoping that he he step up and have a good year. As far as the Bulls overall, man, honestly, I see them in the same position. Because even if you look at the East, there's definitely six teams better than us right now. So play in at best. You know, unless we make some major adjustments or something crazy happens, like an injury or something like that. There's there's definitely six teams. You can argue seven teams that's definitively better than us in the East right now. You know, so I, I see another play-in team. You know, I, I see another year probably without Zoe. I mean, hopefully Zoe comes back, you know, before All-Star break or something like that. Then it's a different story. But I see a similar 23-24 than we saw 22-23. That we saw twenty two, twenty three. So, hate to be Mister Pessimistic. I I feel optimistic, but um, Celine, are you optimistic or pessimistic or somewhere in between? I'm pessimistic. I'm probably more pessimistic than D. I don't I don't know if they're a playoff team um, or a playing team. Sorry. Um, like you would have to hope to see a big development from Pat and Kobe. I think with Pat, it's like when you have three guys that that demand the ball so much and, and DeMar, Zach, and Booch with high, higher usage, um, like when you're a young player who's more raw, like you need the ball in your hands more to develop. Uh, obviously, there's things that he can do. Like there are times he passes up threes that he should take, but he has improved that too, to be fair. Like you, you look at his three-point attempt rate, um, it was like 28% the first two seasons, and it was 41% last year. So he did improve there. So, I mean, he needs to keep doing that, like, even more. Like, you would like to see him take, like, six or seven threes a game. Like, just let it fly. Um, and I'm, and that's that would be ideal if he does that next season. Hopefully, like, you know, it's like we see Kobe improve, and maybe that makes a big difference. Io, that would be nice if he has a bounce-back season. Uh, from you know, from the, the the lumps he took his sophomore year, but yeah, I, I just don't. And then Lonzo, man, I I think he's done playing for the Bulls. Um, I think I, I so his the the surgery that he had the cartilage cartilage replacement, uh, that's a sixteen to twenty four month recovery period. Uh-huh. So like you you if you I know the Bulls are trying to play it like. Uh, they want to see if he can come back next season. I, I, I don't, if he ever comes back, I don't think he'll be in the Bulls jersey. I, in my personal opinion, I just, I, I, I would be surprised if he plays for the Bulls again. It's sad. Like, <laughs> sucks, man. Alonzo is such a fun player. Like, it's just so like depressing when you think about it because he's a fun player. He's a good dude. Everything, all you know, all, all and he just he makes the team so much better. Uh, it's just kind of sad to think about that. But, yeah, I just – I think where the Bulls are at with all the, the options that they can really improve – with the options that they can improve this team, I don't think they would be able to. And I think you're already seeing rumors about, like, the Heat landing, probably, like, Bradley Beal. Like, they'll probably be able to get Beal without really – like, like without giving up that much for their roster. And I think that would make them better, obviously. Um I mean, we'll see what Toronto does. They're always like a mixed bag. Like, you, you don't know if they're going to blow it up or if they're going to try to keep winning. Um, but, yeah, I, I I think, like, I can't I can't see them being better next season at all. I think, I think a plan would be lucky, but I think we're probably, again, 
missed the plan. Like we barely made the plan this year. Uh-huh. <laughs> you think about it. So uh, to me, I don't think they're even a playing team next season unless like unless you see like Pat will come in all of a sudden just have this monster breakout season. Um you like you know that like, to me too. That um when you mentioned Toronto, Van Vliet opted out. And he's a local dude. He he's did. from Rockford. He's from Rockford. He did, but you see, yeah, but see, he he's gonna so he he opted out of twenty two million. Mm-hmm. He's not gonna come here for less than twenty million a year. I I don't think so. I think what he was probably trying to do is trying he the talk is like he's probably gonna try to re up with Toronto for like a three year on an average twenty million dollar a year deal, or he'll go somewhere else where he can get his money. Like he didn't opt out of twenty million. Mm. To play for less money, yeah, and like true. the Bulls just can't afford it. <laughs> that's just, uh, it just that's what it is, unfortunately. So yeah, I just think I'm, I'm very pessimistic on this team, and that's why I think that the only option is a complete rebuild, just because that's where they've put themselves at. <laughs> so you always ask for you've been asking for the rebuild for like years. No, I haven't. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have not, sir. No, I have not. Because oh I no, 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 I, no. I take that back. Take that back. You have be willing to accept that option as an option. Because oh, that was just this year. Like I was one of the people that was vehemently against trading Zach mm-hmm. when uh-huh. when before they extend like when the year that he finally broke out and became an all star. Like people were talking about oh, we should move on from Zach. I like no, we need to keep Zach. I was against when they were trying to people were talking about trading Thad. I was like, no, we need to try to keep seeing what we can do. I was for, you know, trying to add more uh, around Zach and trying to get more. And I was really happy though in that offseason when last off, not last offseason, uh, the offseason before last when we got Demar and Lonzo and all that that we tried to win. I was happy with that. Like, but now, like I said, I just think the again not to repeat myself like a robot, but like the wall is just run dry on on what they can do here. So, this is the perfect opportunity. You guys are always stuck in the present. Yeah, it sucks now. New year. New, <laughs> kind of a new nah, team. So Wait, where are you going with this, bro? <laughs> look, look. <laughs> I, I, for some reason, because one thing about the Bulls, and you, you said, oh, you know, Pat Williams is in year three or four, right? But he missed a year. He was hurt. The, everyone's like a year behind. Even Zach. He's year behind, even though he's been a year lead for decades. He's a year behind. I think this is one of the first times they had like kind of like two years, a year and a half to actually get better during the offseason. And I have a feeling, you know, it, not that biggest Billy Donovan fan at all as a coach, but I have a feeling that Kobe, Pat, these guys, at least early on, are going to show how they improve. Uh, I think I think I think you're gonna see it. Every team is different every year. It's never the same team. It's some they may be worse, maybe a little better, but you're never the same team. But I, th- I have a feeling this team, these players are going to get better. I, I just I just do. I think I'm optimistic because a lot of these players missed a year for injury. Kobe's a year and a half behind. You know, you're behind behind. Zach, you know, I so like I these are professional players, and I have a feeling that they're you're finally going to see improvement in these players, and I think we're going to be pleasantly surprised. Uh, I want to see um, Billy Donovan 
I don't know what kind of, I know last year he kind of talked about the offense changing to the offense, what it was, right? I'm curious to see what Billy Donovan um, sort of um, runs on the offensive end um, this year, the Bulls, because you can't come, you can't, you know, come back doing the same thing. I don't care what your rating was. You, you, you blow 500, 500 team. Yeah, you can't do the same thing. That's different than Sammy, right? Spend some, spend some different. So you got to do something different. So I'm looking for him to run something different. In my eyes, I hope. I hope. I think me and Dave, I always wish that Vooch gets plays run more through him. Not by accident, <laughs> but on purpose. Because <laughs> uh, I didn't see Vooch play every game in Orlando. Only saw him play against the Bulls in the All-Star games. And he looked like he liked the ball. <laughs> 10 feet for the basket with guys running around him where he can make a pass and shoot a, shoot a fifth for jump shot. Please run my offense through the dude because, because, because if you don't run offense through him, you're letting Zach dribble the ball more. And we talked about how bad Zach's ball handling is. And, and one thing I will appreciate is if Levine comes in and he understands that his ball handling sucks. And if I, I, w- I would love to hear how much he worked on his ball handling. That he's not too proud. I know he's an all-star and all this stuff, but your ball hand is not good, bro. And you need to post up game. When I see uh what's it called? What's the point guard for the, the Knicks? Um Jalen Jalen um Brunson. When I see when I see Brunson, when I see Brunson has a better post up game than you, Zach. I have questions. So get to work. <laughs> uh improve your ball, improve your post game, improve your ball handling. Um show show me that. You could improve because I I I hope this is not you plateau. Uh, I just I just hope I just hope I just hope it's not. And uh and you know I, I so I'm optimistic that the Bulls are going to look much better, a little a little different this year. Um, I can pray, and I am going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's where you that's where you can't. Let's see. I'm a Chicago sports fan. I can't be optimistic because right? <laughs> like generally, generally when you spend the team to do bad. Then they surprise you and do good sometimes. So I'm hoping this is the point where we go, oh, they're back. Same thing's going to happen this year. Same players. And <laughs> hopefully that the turn on the TV will be like, damn, you know, they, Kobe's like, you know, a little better. Pat, you know, P.W. Like he, you know, graduated. It's like high school, you know? So I, I hope so, man. Um, so where are you going? Know, anything can happen. I hope so. Above I hope five, you're right, man. Above 500 D. <laughs> above 500 oh. Can I, can I dream my coach could coach the team with some talent above 500? And by the way, it pains me that this team was that better than the Knicks. How the fuck did that happen? How the hell would that better than the Knicks team? They have a better coach. Maybe that's part of the reason why, but in, in the, and they have a hell of a point guard, Brunson. But, uh, well, Boston, right? Boston yeah. is one, right? Yeah. Better than us. Well, that's it to be seen. You know, he's young. Boston but, is better than us, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, the team. Yeah, that's what the coach. Yes, yeah. the team. Yes. Yeah. Boston, better. Philly, yes. Milwaukee, of course. Giannis is going to come back and try to dominate the league. Yes. Miami, Miami is going to yeah. The sports that always going to be better. Yes. Right. Uh, I was right now Toronto. I don't have to finish ahead of us. We'll see what they do in the offseason, but I still give them that. that. Right now, probably. Well, it depends. I will see what they do in the offseason. But it, okay, it's, but it's, as it's borderline. Current, yeah. It's borderline. Yeah, current, I think it's borderline. Okay. And the Knicks, that's six right there. But, you okay. know, Derrick Rose 
comes to the Bulls, then we, they lose that. You know, they're not as good anymore, right? Derrick Rose. Well, well Derrick Rose wasn't even their rotation. Too. Yeah, last year, I which mean, is terrible. Well, I mean, next word. I think we're so, better. I mean, so right, right now, dude. I hate to say it, the Atlanta Hawks are better than us. Yeah, yeah they, they, they only mean, can get better. They only can get better. Can they make moves? I, I feel like Hawks? you're missing. I feel like you're missing a couple of teams. That, uh, I, I, are there I mean, more Indiana, teams? Better? I think Indiana's going to be better. Indiana will be um, better. Even the 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 new look Nets are better than us. Listen, don't sleep on Orlando Magic either. That team oh, continues to improving. Like like Paolo and into his second year. Yeah. Um, that young team. There's a Cole Anthony. Let me tell you, that guy had an underrated season. Like a lot of I'm people not are back. not talking about Cole fan Anthony. Of Cole. I'm not a fan of Cole. I'm just not no. A fan. I'm telling you, that Orlando team. It's cool. Is, I mean, but... they're they're gonna get better. Um. I mean, the Nets will be worse. Maybe depends on what they do. Like they're like they're one of those teams that you don't know if they're going to try to still win, which I think they might because I think they owe like draft picks to certain teams, so they don't want to they don't want to bottom out. Um, but yeah, I, I I think like like I'm with D though. Like I don't I don't uh-huh. see this. I like uh, I would just think there's like se- seven or eight teams you can arguably put above the Bulls. Like. I'm no. listen. I I I hope we're both wrong, man, and that you're right. See, Dub. I I hope we ain't, we're not hoping for it to be right. I I don't want to be right. <laughs> you know, you mentioned a name. Yeah, I'm not right. I'm right half the time. I mentioned the name, Mikael Bridges. I love Mikael Bridges, man, because when he left Phoenix, I'm like, okay, this is your chance to show. Can you be a dude? Not the dude, but you know, because like he, he, he looked. You look like one of the players like had more game than what he was showing, and you wonder like, okay, if he's down on that team, will he step up and do something different when he on the ball more? Can he pass? Can he make decisions on the court? And yes, yes, and yes, that dude is a perfect compliment to on any team to be a championship team. If they don't, if they, if they lose that dude to somebody, I don't know what's his contract, but if, if he goes somewhere else, <laughs> like on a, he instantly makes that team better because he's such a bet. A good complimentary player. Uh, I would love him on the Bulls, of course. But um, he's for me personally, a little tangent here, but I, he's become one of my favorite players to watch. Um, this, this, I'm proud to see a player like this get better every year, and he's gotten better and he proved it. Um, so Bulls, look at him. He got better. Pat Will, Demar and Levine ain't won nothing. Why are you deferring to them, Pat Will? Just the ball. Gotta take it. Gotta they take it. You know, they ain't want no championships, no playoff games. That will. He wants me to play playoff games. That Levine. Come on. Shoot the ball. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. All right. I think we ran a real dry here on this podcast. Um, got kind of <laughs> sad with um, this Bulls talk. But I'm the optimist. I think they'll do better. All right. Any yeah. other thoughts, questions, guys? Um, any, any, any more wishes, hopes, and dreams? Um, anything? I'm I'm looking forward to the season, man. This is like uh, this little month, month and a half stretch we about to have right now is going to be tough, man. Summer league, man. Oh, I want to see summer league. I I'm yeah, summer league is going to be going to be exciting, man. But um, it's been hard to watch the Sox, man. So <laughs> it's been hard to watch it's baseball. Been, it's been hard to watch baseball, period, man. But like, it's been hard to watch the Sox. So I'm I'm just waiting on Justin Fields, and then we get back to the to the Bulls, man. And things like that. So I'm excited for for the year. I'm not even prediction. 
USA will lose Olympic basketball with that roster they're putting out. I don't know the roster. Who's on the roster so far? I think the, the best player is like Ingram. Oh. And, and you know that's like like seriously, dude. They got uh they got Bobby Portis on the team. <laughs> they, they got uh what's the, the dude on the Lakers who, who uh the white guy who just started balling? Oh um he just he he, he balling on a lake. Yeah, Reeves. I know. Yeah, Ridges, Austin, Austin Reeves, Austin Reeves, Austin, Austin, Reeves. Austin, Austain, Austain Reeves. He's on the USA team. <laughs> like, dude, we, the team. About get, <laughs> you made the we, team? we about to get ran. Yo, I'm telling like Halliburton. They have like Halliburton. Yeah, Halliburton. They got they got really good. Ingram, Brandon Wait, Ingram. What's funny because all the all the good players are like foreign. They ain't American no more. Well, the American players are just—they're kind of getting tired of like, like a lot of the American players are just like the big ones are just like, nah, I gotta take a, I gotta take an off season off. Oh, they've, also, been, they've been playing every summer, like so they kind of get, you know, yeah. And so I think so. I think this one isn't the Olympics; it's the world, right? The, yeah, the, the world, world championships, world. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, the world yeah. games. Yeah, that roster certainly. I still say like it's more talented than the other teams, but these other teams have been together more longer. Like that, they have more of a cohesive team uh, unity and the build of chemistry with each other. So that's probably going to be the biggest obstacle because a lot of these guys haven't played together. Yeah, like the, when you look at that roster, the talent's there, but the roster hasn't played together. So that's going to be the the real problem. Yeah. I, I think. Yeah, Rudy Gobert is like a Kareem out there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> They probably won't even medal, man. <laughs> but you know what? So the world catches up to you, and y'all quit. Y'all don't want to play no more because competition gets too hard. Um, yeah. My final thoughts. Thank you for having me on. You guys are awesome. Uh, I was, I would appreciate. Like I said, in the beginning, when when other Bulls podcasters want me on their show, I always take that as a huge compliment because. Means I'm I'm not a complete idiot, you know. So <laughs> other people appreciate my thoughts. So that's always uh, always feels good. Um, but yeah, man, I appreciate you guys. And uh, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what this this front office does, man. This I know like crazy. We're bro. talking about how, what they'll do next off uh, next season, but like they have this is like a make or break off season for Acme. Like both of them, like they gotta Atomic. make decisions. They gotta make. De- decisions on what they want to do and we'll see we'll see if they pull a you know they surprised us you know two off seasons ago with all the things that they did like people are, you know maybe they'll do that again we'll see but it, it, it's a big big off season for them if there's ever time to show how clever you are <laughs> to, to earn your money this is the this is the time to do it you, you ain't lying man we need to see that cleverness like Badly, Celine. Let the people know where they can find you. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, Salim, spelled S and Sam, A L I M as Mary underscore B G Hoops. Uh, we do have a Twitter account for the podcast. It's just at Bulls Gold. Uh, you can find my co-host at Edward Schuler Jr. Uh, he doesn't tweet as much. He, he See, Ed, Ed's smart though. He stays away from like he doesn't do social media as much. He's smart. Like he doesn't like, get on and 
Like, he's around, but he doesn't tweet as much. Um, he lurks. Yeah, I, I think he does that. But yeah, um, but yeah, and you can listen to our podcast anywhere, like all major and minor podcast platforms. Um, tune in to hear Red uh, Ed's Barry uh, Barry White esque voice. He's the Barry White of Bulls podcasting, like <laughs> smooth, smooth voice, man. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, like I said, thanks again, and yeah, check us out if you uh, if you guys have uh, any free space in your in your weekly like schedule travels or whatever you, you need to listen to some bulls talk list look up bulls gold and and give us a listen if you, if you have a time that's uh, Celine. Celine, it's an honor to have you on thanks for coming on the show you don't have to but you do <laughs> check check it be in the mail um <laughs> yeah man so yeah stay humble man but yeah anytime man i'll have anytime you want me on the show i'll come on but anytime I'm going to ask you to come on the show. You, you've, you've been on. So thank you, man. Uh, we definitely appreciate your thoughts. You guys are OGs too. You guys are doing your thing as well. You have like five podcasts and like five Twitter handles. I don't know what you guys are doing over there. But <laughs> the 80s Babies, famous, world-renowned hip-hop artists. Oh, man. Hanging with some celebrities last couple weekends just like hanging out with common and just hanging out with dudes that, you know just seeing them dinners and stuff like that you know i met mr t you see a picture of mr t i said bro i had to i had to really look at i didn't think that was him that didn't look like him That's right. so so it's funny so the story so like, i met mr t this weekend so i was <laughs> i think it was him the picture was him with uh you know with the bone you know bonefish restaurant in orland i don't even go to orland too much um oh yeah Australia. So right off um, Lagrange, one hundred fifty nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm out here, you know, in the area, so I hang out with a lot. And uh, I, I was with my mother. I was I looking for furniture, <laughs> furniture shopping. And we never go out to eat at Bonefish because we're not a big fish people. But for some reason, we was like, you know what? Let's go back to Bonefish. We've been there, we haven't been there in like five years. Let's just go there and maybe they change or not. Went there eating, and then <laughs> these people like sort of like. You know, right next to us, you know, this table, row of tables. We're in a booth there and tables like in the middle of the, of the, uh, the restaurant. You know, this guy's like in front of a camera doing stuff, right? And I'm like, is that oh, what old guy? Because generally guys with the camera like that, for the cell phone, that means they're on. They 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 know how to promote, right? And he looked like a guy that got soon the camera came on. Oh, yeah, blah, 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 talking crap. I'm like, who is that dude? I'm like, is that Mr. T? My mom's like, I miss T. I said, Mom, when was the last time you saw Mr. T? I said, he's not 40 years old. This dude was like 77 years old. He don't look like he used to. <laughs> so, so more people start wow. taking pictures around him, you know, in the restaurant, eating. And like, I'm like, yeah, I think that's him because people are taking pictures. And I, showed my, I, showed, I found a, a recent picture of him on uh, online and showed my mom and he's wearing the same, you know, headband, him bandana <laughs> in, the, in the photo as he is in the restaurant that uh, America. <laughs> and so like, uh, yeah, so my mother, though, I'm surprised. I was going to play it cool and maybe not take a picture. She was more fan struck than I was. Like we hang around people, you probably see the face. You, I, I didn't know my mom was like that. You know what I'm saying? I, I was like, oh, I learned something new about you. You know, she was more like, oh, get a picture. I'm like, uh, sure. So she took one, then I took one, and to the height, it, it all comes around to being short. My mother's shorter than me, so she when she took the picture of me, Mister T, it was an upshot, and I hate when I look how I look at upshots, <laughs> and I, I hate that picture because I was like, mom, why are you gonna be so damn short? <laughs> 
you get double chin and everything. Yo, I hate that. I don't like. I don't like the way I look at this. Bitch. <laughs> like, why you gave me so short? Should have gave some money to my height or taller. But uh, yeah, I never in, in a million years thought I'd run to Mister T at the Bonefish. So yeah, an Orla. Yeah, man. Next time you're in Orla, man. Yeah, uh, can't believe it's not me. Oh, that's a Orland. I got one in Orland, and they got a soul food shop that up in it too. It's right same parking lot as the Orland Square Mall. Okay, and it's uh, it's all black. It's all black owned too. Okay, okay, I didn't know that. I will check that out. I will check Fire that out. food, man. All right, people, we out. I am C Dub. I'm a happy day. Dave says hi to everyone. I think he's probably out hanging around with um, some restaurant, restaurant or something. Dave gets around. Just also go to the website, ballsports.com. That's B A L B A W L sports.com. I'm C Dub, and uh, we'll be here next time for the podcast pretty soon. Pretty soon. Take care. Peace. Peace. Peace.